Welcome to a new episode of The Prospect. While there are many stories of epic success and dedication that required superhuman work ethic, focus, luck, and foresight, there are also stories of different paths that NBA superstar prospects took to the NCAA and the NBA. Some of these stories stand out to me because growing up, they were some of my favorite players. This week, I wanted to look at the story of Chris Heron from Fall River, Massachusetts. My name is Chris Heron, born in Fall River, Massachusetts at Durfee High School. You know, growing up as a kid, I never dreamt of being a Boston Celtic. My dream was to play for Durfee because that was the only thing we knew. You know, when you walk into a high school gym at 10 years old and there's 4,000 people, that's something you want to be part of. That's something you want to feel, to run through that tunnel and, and, and to get that type of energy is something that I dreamt of as a child. Heron is a former professional basketball player who once played for the NBA's Denver Nuggets and Boston Celtics. Despite a successful basketball career, Heron's life became derailed by drugs and alcohol abuse, and he eventually lost everything, including his family and his career. Heron grew up in Fall River, Massachusetts, where he showed a natural talent for basketball. He then played for Boston College and transferred to Fresno State for his junior year. After that, he was drafted by the Nuggets in the second round of the 1999 NBA Draft. Heron's problems started early, at a young age, as he was introduced to alcohol and drugs in high school. He initially tried cocaine during his freshman year of college and quickly became addicted. This would eventually lead to his downfall as he was arrested multiple times, suffered from overdoses, and lost his spot on the Boston Celtics basketball team in the year 2000. I played a lot of basketball, but I had never coached much. And uh, I had coached two, two years before I went to Durfee. I coached at Westport High School, first as a, a JV coach and a varsity coach one year. Then I went to Durfee. And, uh, I was way behind coaching, believe me. I was not afraid to ask questions. I went to clinics, which helped. And, uh, you know, here I am, retired. <laughs> I guess from there, you know, you've had a lot of great teams at Durfee. You won five state championships. You were 645, you know, in 145. So, I mean, that's like 82% win percentage and you set all these types of records and you've had you you coach for 35 seasons i was afraid all the time mm -hmm. no matter who we played i'd go into the, into the game really thinking we could get beat tonight and we won by 30 and i, I, I said this is crazy why is i so nervous but it will continue on for the rest of the year it was a it was a long career i had a good time a lot of great nights and a lot of tough nights when you lose and playing at Boston Garden, that was a big thrill as a player and as a coach. I remember Brett Orbach coming over to the bench at one of my games and asked me if I wanted to work at his basketball camp. And I said, I'd love to. 
He says, okay, he says, we'll send you some stuff. So I went down there and I got sick. No, I, I came home, I didn't work the way. Uh. <laughs> but it was a big thrill, Red Orbach asking me to coach at his camp. It is Chris Heron's high school basketball career in Fall River, Massachusetts, that is legendary. He attended Durfee High School, where he played basketball under coach Skip Carroll. Heron was a standout athlete. Heron was a standout. Heron was a standout athlete from the very beginning, leading Durfee to consecutive state championships in 1992 and 1993. During his senior year, Heron averaged an incredible 28 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists per game, earning him the title of Gatorade Player of the Year in Massachusetts. He set multiple records, including becoming Durfee's all-time leading scorer with 2,073 points, a record that still stands. Heron's success on the court earned him a scholarship to play for Boston College, where he played his first two seasons before transferring again to Fresno State for his junior year. His drug abuse was rampant. There's this great book called Fall River Dreams by Bill Reynolds. It's really the Friday night lights of high school basketball. The book follows the 1993-94 season of the Durfee High School basketball team, which included Heron as their star player as they seek to defend their state championship. This book offers a glimpse into the intense pressure, both on and off the court, faced by high school athletes and the coaches who lead them. Throughout the book, the writer, Reynolds weaves in stories about the history of basketball in Fall River and the lives of Heron and the coach Karam, both on and off the court. He also documents the struggles of Heron, who at that time was starting his battle with addiction. Overall, Fall River Dreams offers a poignant portrayal of basketball in a small town, as well as the strength and resilience of the individuals who are involved with that team. Anywhere we went, any gym we walked into, opposing fans rooting against us. So you kind of develop a me against the world mentality. You know, I think that's Fall River. I think that's Durfee High School. I think that's how I was raised. Now in college, Boston College, then Fresno State. He was recruited by a guy named Jerry Tarkanian, the legendary basketball coach, or Tark the Shark. He was a basketball huckster and bon vivant. Tarkanian had been observing Heron's career since high school, and when Heron's issues with drug and alcohol abuse began to surface, Tarkanian reached out to offer his support and guidance. Tarkanian believed that he could help Heron overcome his addiction while still playing basketball. And that is when Heron transferred to Fresno State to play under his leadership. Now at Fresno State, he was a walk-on player. He had lost his scholarship due to his drug use. Under Tarkanian's guidance, Heron was able to turn his game around and become a key player for the Bulldogs. He averaged 17 points, 
4.5 rebounds and 2 assists per game during his junior year, leading the team to the NCAA tournament. Despite his success on the court, Heron's addiction issues continued and he eventually left Fresno State after his junior year to begin his professional basketball career. Heron often credits Tarkanian and his family for helping him through some of the most difficult times in his life. I remember walking to his office to meet him for the first time. My heart was racing like it is today. My hands were sweating. I was about to meet the living legend. Expecting this larger than life character sitting behind a desk. But instead, I got his amazing smile. His soft handshake and a welcome to Fresno. He made me as a person and as a player. Our team was tough to manage at times at Fresno State. Sometimes, to be honest, unmanageable. But he coached us with respect and love. He wanted us to be great players, but he wanted us to be great men. And he introduced us to his community, his home. He instilled the importance of giving back. He wanted his pride and passion for Fresno to show in his players. He told us to be loyal to Fresno and the people of the Valley would return the favor and they did. Those four years we had the greatest fans that supported us through thick and thin. My most memorable moments at Fresno with coach are not about wins and losses. They are about humility, compassion, and family. You know, and as an NBA and college basketball player, Heron was arrested multiple times for drug-related offenses. In 94, while he was attending BC, Heron was arrested for possession of cocaine. He pleaded guilty and received a suspended sentence. In 96, while playing for BC, Heron was arrested again for drug possession. This time, he was caught with heroin and cocaine. It's amazing that after these setbacks, he was still able to make it to the NBA. Years later, while he was playing for the Boston Celtics in 2000, Heron was arrested again for possession of heroin. Chris Heron, a former Durfee High School basketball star turned pro, has been placed on probation for two years after he accepts a plea deal. Heron was facing charges that he drove while under the influence of drugs. He was arrested in Fall River after police found him slumped over the steering wheel of his car back in 2008. The arrest and legal troubles ultimately derailed Heron's career and personal life. But he was able to overcome addiction and has since dedicated his life to helping others do the same. Drug addiction inside the NBA is complicated and a sensitive issue. While it is difficult to provide a specific number, it is known that many NBA players have struggled with addiction throughout the league's history. In recent years, the NBA has taken steps to address this issue through education, support, and treatment programs. There are many of these cautionary tales when you start to dive into the deep history of high school, college, and NBA basketball. Special talent does not give you an exemption 
from the temptations and pitfalls that could strike anyone at any time. Native and Durfee basketball star Chris Heron is one of the most sought after speakers in the country. The former Boston Celtics battle with substance abuse has been chronicled in ESPN documentaries. And as he maintains sobriety, he continues to inspire others. Tonight, Heron spoke at Cranston East High School. Maury Hirschgordon was there. The Cranston Substance Abuse Task Force and Chris Heron teaming up on Wednesday night, providing the public a free event about substance abuse, advocating for treatment, and embracing the power of recovery. To have him come and speak with us tonight and speak to uh, our community was just essential. The local star in the 90s turned drug addict, turned motivational speaker, speaking in front of a sold out crowd at Cranston East High School. There's been this stigma attached to substance use that, you know, anybody who struggles from it, um, that there's no growth after. Um, my life began when I got sober. Community leaders and government officials welcoming the Fall River native, thanking Heron for his time to help their area. Most importantly, the hope that he provides because of his road to recovery and how he's now given back by sharing his story means a lot to us and I'm proud to uh, have him here. There's help out there, there are people available, uh, and there is a genuine need by the community to help those affected by the opioid crisis. You know, the message is always prevention. I mean, that's where, that's where it begins, right? Um, but there's also a message of hope and, and that recovery is possible.